What's the name of the person behind the counter at your local grocery store? Does your short police officer have kids? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. And today we are on page 56 of Tractate Silbus. And we learned that every human being wants and deserves your recognition. They're not just service providers. They are real and equal human beings. Treat them with respect. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I'd like to begin with the story. Rabbi Yecheskel Abramsky was known for his unique ability to make everyone feel special. His student, Rabbi Michal Zilba, who would eventually go on to become the Rosh Yeshiva of Zhvil, tells of a number of occasions that he witnessed Rabbi Abramsky call over the domestic helper and insist that she take a break. He would regularly tell her what an excellent job she was doing and that she should relax and didn't have to work so quickly and tirelessly. When Rav Zilba rec recounts his fond memories of his Rebbe, he concludes by saying, Undoubtedly, the way Rav Abramsky showed respect to this lady made her view Torah and its adherents in a whole new light. Torah brings pleasantness and peace to the world. On a similar note, a visiting rabbi once spent Shabbos with us in Edmonton, serving a scholar in residence. When it came time to leave, he asked for an empty envelope. He then pulled out his wallet and placed a bill inside. Please give this to your housekeeper, he instructed. I realize that she gets paid, but this week she had to make extra effort to prepare my room. What a beautiful gesture, right? Well, it probably would have been had we been at that stage of our lives. In actuality, in those early years, nobody was paying my dear wife to change the sheets and clean the bathroom after his departure. Let's look at today's Gemara. It was stated, Rav and Rebbe Nassim differed. One said the halacha accords with Rebbe Lazim and Nazaria, and one said the halacha does not accord with Rebbe Lazim and Nazaria. It may be concluded that Rebbe Nassim is the one who said that the halacha accords with Rebbe Lazim and Nazaria. As we have heard, the Rebbe Nassim follows assumed intent. But does Rav not agree that we follow assumed intent? Rather, both agree that we follow assumed intent. For the one who says the halacha accords with Rebbe Lazim and Nazaria, all is well. For the one who says the halacha does not accord, here too it is a matter of assumed intent. For it was that he offered her the additional Ketua pledge in order to deepen her feelings for him. And indeed, his simple gesture accomplished his aim of deepening her feelings for him. Let's analyze the Gemara. This discussion continues from the previous page. Yesterday, we learned about a man who pledged an exorbitant sum of money in the Ketuba that he presented to his betrothed wife, payable in the case of the dissolution of the marriage due to divorce or death. However, before the marriage was consummated and completed, it was dissolved. According to Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, the man, or his estate, does not owe the huge amount to her because he only wrote it in order to win over the heart of his basharit, his intended. Since the marriage never took place, it was clearly not basharit. She was not intended for him. It was never meant to be. Although he may have pledged a great sum of money, we assess his assumed intent and conclude that he only really meant it for the woman who would become his wife. No reasonable person would offer such an enormous sum of money to someone they were never actually married to. But the Gemara here questions that assumption. Even the first opinion may be explained in line with the principle of umdana, assumed intent. What was his intention when he pledged to give her this huge sum of money? To win her heart over for the purposes of completing the marriage. In order to accomplish his goal, did they need to complete the marriage? No, they didn't. The purpose of his pledge was in order to win over her heart so that she would have great feelings of closeness as they completed their marriage. In other words, the pledge and its goals were meant to take place prior to and as a preparation for the completion of the marriage. 
the moment he made the pledge to her, his goals should have come to fruition. Seeing the exorbitant amount should have immediately deepened her feelings for him. And so, if that was his intent, he achieved what he set out to accomplish. And in the case of the dissolution of the marriage prior to completion, he or his estate owes the entire pledge sum. Let's examine what he was trying to achieve when he pledged this huge sum of money. Before we do, I'd like to put matters into perspective by offering an approximate figure in today's money for what we're talking about. A typical 200 Zuz Ketubah today is worth a little under $50,000, depending on the price of silver. If he pledged 10,000 Zuz, then we're talking over $2 million. Is he ever really planning to give her that money? Of course not. He plans to stay married to her for the rest of his life. He doesn't plan to get divorced. And when he dies, why wouldn't he want her to have that money if it's in the estate? But out of his own pocket, living, he has zero intention of ever giving the money to her. His sole intention by pledging is to deepen the love between them. He's assuming that upon seeing this ridiculous amount, she'll feel like a million bucks or two and immediately be swept off her feet. Did it cost him anything to make her feel so amazing? No, it didn't cost him a penny. At least when he wrote it, it was never meant to cost him a penny. It was simply an opportunity for him to make her feel great at no expense to himself personally because he intended to stay married to her. That should be our attitude not only to our spouses and children, but to every person whom we encounter. Every interaction throughout the day is an important opportunity to make another human being feel special. Most of the time, it doesn't cost us a penny. A simple smile and a basic greeting of good morning have tremendous power to give someone a boost to his day. Rabbi Yochanan Menzakai was famous for always being the first to greet people in the marketplace, friend or stranger, Jewish or non. And it's such an easy way to bring light and joy into another person's life. Sadly, all too often we miss these opportunities. Just the other day, the proprietor of my local corner store told me that I'm the only Jewish person who walks in and says, Good morning, Jenny. Most don't even nod a hello, let alone know her name. That's embarrassing. If you live in a particular neighborhood, why wouldn't you ask the local shopkeeper their name? Sometimes, admittedly, you start off not realizing you're going to be a regular customer, and then it's awkward a year later to ask someone's name. But it's not that big a deal. Apologize for never asking sooner and then ask away. That's what happened with my pharmacist in London. By the way, his name's Parag, for those who still frequent his shop, but have long since given up the courage to ask. The good news about smiles, greetings, and compliments is that heaven has given you an unlimited supply. Every time you give away one of those, it costs you nothing, but it has the power to completely turn around someone's day for the better. May you utilize every opportunity to make all the people you meet feel like two million bucks, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, the transformative Duff.
Oh, I could 